0: I listened and heard the farmer say, "'We'll have this fowl for lunch today,' thought I. "'There won't be nothing doing. "'I just can't see myself a stewin'. "'But he took the axe and chopped off my head, "'then threw me down and left me for dead. "'There on the ground for a moment I lay. "'Then I arose and walked away,' said Farmer Lloyd to his kindly wife. "'That's the strangest thing I've seen in my life,' "'said the kindly wife to her farmer man,' I can't put him in the frying pan, a fowl that hates so much to die. There must be some good reason why. And since he wants so much to live, every living chance to him will give through my esophagus, they fed me corn. They give me drink and keep me warm. I'm well and happy as can be. I stand around for folks to see. Although I haven't got a head, I'm better off than if I'm dead. Miracle Mike, the headless chicken by Arba A. Glean. If you've ever visited Colorado, or if you're lucky enough to live here, then you know it's an outdoor enthusiast's playground. Hiking, biking, skiing, the list goes on and on. But there's another side to the centennial state that most people will never see. It's a side that's a little darker, a little more sinister, and a little bit strange. Welcome to Strange Colorado. With kids going back to school and summer coming to an end, I find myself using the phrase, running around like a chicken with my head cut off, more and more frequently. It's a very common aphorism, but why? Why would anything continue to move around after its head's been removed? When you decapitate something, it should just stay dead, right? I did a little digging into the science behind this, and it turns out it's really common for bodies, and sometimes even the heads themselves, to continue to display some type of life, and in some cases, even consciousness, after decapitation. Growing up in the South, I saw this most frequently with snakes. When you cut off a snake's head, the snake's body continues to writhe around for a long time after its head's been removed. And it's a well-known fact that even though the snake's head is laying there dead on the ground, you shouldn't go anywhere near its fangs or its mouth, because as I was told, they can still bite. And I remember seeing my dad poke sticks at a snake's decapitated head and watching the jaws attempt to close around it. And this is definitely not me condoning killing snakes. Snakes are wonderful little helpers, and you definitely should not kill them. I also remember seeing a video floating around years ago where someone was in a restaurant eating a bowl of raw octopus tentacles, and they poured soy sauce over the top of the tentacles, and immediately the tentacles began to wriggle around inside the bowl, as if the tentacles were still attached to an octopus that was now trying to escape being eaten. More disturbing still, there's a story of a woman named Charlotte Court and sentenced to be beheaded by guillotine. Immediately after her execution, the man overseeing the proceedings lifted her head out of the basket, and in a display of disrespect to Charlotte, he slapped her face. Onlookers who came to witness the execution claim that Charlotte's head then took on an expression of anger and her cheeks flushed with the slap. And going back to our main example of chickens, poultry has been a staple in American diets for hundreds of years. Now, I'm not completely sure how poultry is processed today. I'm a vegetarian now, and I try not to gross myself out with things like that. But no judgment from me if you love some chicken nuggets. But before chicken was mass produced for sale in big chain grocery stores, they were being butchered mostly on family farms. So many people were able to witness the fact that even though you remove a chicken's head, the chicken's body would often continue to jump around for several minutes after being decapitated. Sometimes chicken carcasses can get up and even run around for as long as 15 minutes after their heads have been removed. Does this mean that the chickens are still alive? No, apparently what happens is that when you remove the head off of a living organism, essentially you're removing the brain from the nervous system. And the brain tells the nervous system what it should be doing. It's the control center for our entire body. But when you take the control center away and there's still a little bit of oxygen and blood flow as the rest of the body dies, The nerves, having been shocked by the removal of the head, send a bunch of electronic signals to the muscles that they control. And usually this ends up just looking like a bunch of random muscle spasms. So while it's unsettling, it doesn't mean that the body is actually still alive or still feeling anything or suffering. However, there's an exception to every rule. And today we're headed to Fruta, Colorado to talk about Mike. The headless chicken on september 10th 1945 a man named lloyd and his wife clara were on their family farm butchering chickens in preparation for taking them to the meat market the next day they butchered about 40 or 50 birds as lloyd would remove the heads and clara would prepare the bodies for market by the time they finished up with all the birds they had planned to take to market they noticed there was still one bird that didn't seem to be giving up the ghost quite as easily as the others. This bird was a rooster named Mike. Having a lot to do on a small family farm in 1945, Lloyd Olson scooped up the rooster and decided to leave him in an apple box on the farm screened in porch for the night until he finally stopped moving. The next morning, as Lloyd and Clara Olson woke and were preparing to head to market with their load of poultry, Lloyd went back to the apple box to collect the rooster to add it to the pile of the other birds. However, Mike was still alive. Amused and undeterred, Lloyd loaded up the rest of the bird carcasses and Mike into his wagon and headed into town. Once there, he began betting people a beer that he could show them a live headless chicken. It's safe to say he got his drinks paid for that day. Word spread throughout town about the miracle headless bird, and a reporter for the local paper was dispatched to interview the Olsons. About a week later, a man named Hope Wade from Salt Lake City, Utah, made the trip to Fruta to talk to the Olsons. He proposed that they take Miracle Mike on the sideshow circuit. He told them they can probably make a decent amount of money, and times being hard on the farm, they figured, why not? Now, You may be wondering how Mike the rooster was able to sustain life without his head. It turns out that Lloyd was able to feed Mike milk and water and small bits of grain and corn through an eyedropper that he would put down in Mike's esophagus, which was now completely exposed because Mike's head being gone, it was just an open neck with all of his parts open to the air. So Mike was still able to breathe and eat. It's even said that he attempted to preen himself and peck the ground. He was able to perch on things and walk and flap around just like a normal chicken, just without a head. Before they kicked off their sideshow circuit, they made a stop at the University of Utah, where Mike was put through a ton of tests by scientists trying to figure out exactly how it was possible that this headless rooster was still alive. Turns out, a chicken's brain is actually located very far back in their skull. And if you're decapitating them, you have to make sure to get far enough down on the neck or else a good chunk of the brain in the brain stem will be left behind. In this case, that's exactly what happened with Mike. While his skull was removed, most of his brain stem and one ear still remained. So it was less of a miracle and more of a mishap with Lloyd's axe skills. At the height of his popularity on the sideshow circuit, Mike was actually earning his owners $4,500 per month, which is the equivalent of about $52,000 today. And Mike was valued at $10,000, which is the equivalent of about 116000 $116,000 in today's money. So needless to say, while Mike's continued existence wasn't a miracle, the money that his popularity brought to Lloyd and Clara was. Unfortunately, in March of 1947, on a stopover in Phoenix, it's reported that Mike began to choke in the middle of the night. According to family members of Lloyd, it's reported that he may have gotten a kernel of corn stuck in his throat. And the Olsons, unable to clear out the obstruction, lost their golden goose. For whatever reason afterwards, Lloyd Olson claimed that he actually sold the bird, leading to rumors stating that Mike was still touring the country as a sideshow act until as late as 1949. When in fact, what's more likely is that Mike's finally lifeless body was probably just tossed out of the car and left for the wildlife. While his eventual end wasn't glamorous, He did gain international fame during his short life. At the end of August in 1999, Fruta, Colorado held the first annual Mike the Headless Chicken Day. And every year since, the town has continued to celebrate Mike's memory. The festivities include a 5K run, an egg toss, a pin the head on the chicken, chicken cluck off, chicken bingo. Well, you get the idea while the story may not be exactly spooky, the pictures of poor old Mike are definitely a little bit disturbing. We're going to post some of them on our social media pages, and I encourage you to check them out as long as the image of a headless chicken walking around doesn't turn your stomach. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think I'm going to go listen to Rooster by Allison Chains. Mm. Thanks for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Strange Colorado Podcast. If you have a strange story of your own or an episode suggestion, you can reach me at Strange Colorado Podcast at gmail.com.